tired of commuting across town for music lessons? Are you sick of crappy YouTube tutorials? Then go to fetchclass.com. www.fetchclass.com. Teach and be taught in a secure video conference one-on-one. Better than Skype and or FaceTime. Included is a scheduling system that reminds you of upcoming lessons. It's great for teachers and students alike. Join now and get learning. www.fetchclass.com That's www.fetchclass.com With yearly revenue at $347 billion per year on an e-commerce site, you need a website. You need bot.96.lt, a place to buy and sell anything. There's no need to build a website. It's built for you. Be part of an e-commerce community. If you already have a web store, you can join for free now. Go to bot.96.lt for more details. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning into the Apolog podcast. Thanks so much for supporting the show, and thanks a lot for telling a friend. You can go to www.apolog.esy.es. Apolog is spelt A-P-O-L-O-G-U-E dot E-S-Y dot E-S. Please subscribe. And if you're on iTunes, please subscribe to that too and rate and review the show. Also, if you shop on Amazon, be sure to click on the Amazon banner on the right side of apolog.esy.es. And bookmark it. And every time you shop on Amazon, go to that bookmark and you'll be supporting the show. It costs you no extra money, but it really helps me out. Thank you so much and enjoy this show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Apolog Podcast. This is episode number 20. 2-0. Coming a long way. This, is, this feels really good. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening. Uh, really, really, really thank you so much. Thanks to everybody who's participating in this. Thanks to everybody that's been on the show so far. Thanks to you for listening. Today on the podcast, we have Orsi and Alex from the band Guitar Guys. Uh, I met Orsi through a um, university coworker of mine named Mike Cadeau. He introduced us, and we're talking about maybe doing some recording together. And this is very cool stuff, because what they do is they take modern music, and they sort of give it a classical twist. And it sounds really cool. And what they did is they came up, and they played some stuff in my living room, and it was very, very cool. It felt great. It felt really cool to actually have people playing real instruments in my living room. Okay? So, ladies and gentlemen, Orshi and Alex from the group Guitar Guys.
Wow, guys. That was incredible. Thanks. Thank oh, my you. gosh. Can Welcome you to the show, guys. Oh, my gosh. Thank I'm, you. I'm tingling. I am. I, I'm tingling. Thanks for having us. Thanks so much for being on this show, and thanks so much for coming all the way up to my house. You're the first real guest to sit in my living room. Oh, usually, I travel. I usually travel all over the place, uh, all over parts of Ontario to to do these interviews. And now it's actually so good to actually have uh, some people in my living room. So um, let's get to the origins of your group. Let's first of all let's talk. Orshi, where are you originally from? I'm from Hungary. And, Hungary. Uh, I studied in Vienna, and uh, I came over in '95. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And uh, I play cello. Yeah. So you came over to to learn music, or did you already know it? I knew it already, but I I went to uh, university and uh, I went to U of T. I went to Waterloo, mm. did some chamber music, and um, I do freelance uh, stuff and I teach cello as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's fun. Yeah. Do you, how long have you been over here since '95? You say right? Yeah, that's right. That's amazing. I yeah. know. <laughs> do you miss home? Do you go home a lot? Oh, every. Uh, two years or so, I, I like to go home. I, you know, I don't miss it anymore. I love Canada. Mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. I love living here, and I, I wouldn't go anywhere else. Yeah, Canada is kind of a neat place where you can stretch and be yourself, and, and learn things about Canada is, is is different than America. You know, you learn that. You know, and uh, well, well, I'm really glad that you guys both could come here. And, and Alex, uh, where are you from? I'm from Serbia, which is a neighboring country to Hungary, mm -hmm. and I've been here only for five years now, mm -hmm. and I also love it. It's uh, so many opportunities, and um, um, I, I met Orshi a few years ago, and we started playing together, and we enjoy doing that. Uh, we play together in different groups, and uh, this is a new project that we had in mind, and we are um, working towards its... Um, uh, real birth and um, yeah. we'll see what happens we also have a guitar that um, hopefully we can record and uh, put together <laughs> with this song and do a little experiment it's true and yeah you guys are up here and we might be doing some recording together and that's very exciting to me after hearing one song like this and played in my living room it's very um, what's the word uh, cathartic Oh, that, you know, thanks. It's, <laughs> it's, it feels just nice. amazingly uh, sensory to me that music is being created like this in my living room. So what you're essentially doing in your group is taking modern music and classically giving it a twist. Yeah, with our experience, with our sensibility in classical music and also knowledge in pop music that we've been working on for years now, it's uh, it's an interesting mix of uh, playing all these songs with, with the same passion and same emotion, but on um, amplified acoustic instruments. Mm -hmm. And you go play shows and, and do things like this. And how how um, as is this different? Because I know you used to do like a classical quartet kind of thing. We still uh, do. You still do <laughs> we that. Still do. Yeah. yeah, we. I. We feel that we we have to keep the classical background to to keep our sound and uh, mm -hmm. quality up to standard. We we like the fusion of um, uh, acoustic, nice sounding uh, string instruments put in, put into a modern pop world. It's very unique and. Uh, and exciting. Mm -hmm. I like the color. I like the texture. I like the the groove of the whole experience. It's really mm -hmm. something exciting and new. Yeah, we were talking a little bit about how music and video in this in this sort of format. I want to say format in this context 
it makes more sense that you can see somebody playing an instrument, you see the fingers move, and, and, and to make a video, a performance video is kind of a neat thing now. We're not doing concept videos anymore. We're not doing the storyline where the guy has his heart broken, <laughs> yeah. and he walks away, and he's downtrodden. But then everything comes at the, you know, I, those videos are crap. I don't like those videos. So we're, it, to be able to blend performance and video and have it all fit together is special and it's tough. Yeah, I agree with that. So basically uh, putting musicians as the main actors of the video mm -hmm. and as a, as a main thing. And nowadays with the cameras that we have access to and the microphones we have access to, it all becomes so much more spectacular if you find the right venue, as we talked about yeah. previously. And if you have the right lighting and um, the right concept, it can be really f uh, fantastically done. And maybe less is more. Yeah. Uh, honesty. Not honesty, exactly. Not having too many frames, too many shots. It's too much uh, Hollywood, you know, in mm -hmm. it, so could be really real. It'd be kind of neat to have confetti cannons going off in, <laughs> in the in the forest while we're yeah, doing this. Totally, but that would be just then they become a bit rather than and dirty and messy. <laughs> Try to clean that stuff up. Yeah. Oh my god, disgusting. Yeah, it's horrible. Even in theaters, we have a broom. You can imagine going through the woods and here's a piece of confetti. Vacuum it up. Your primary, your your musicians. You play music. Do you do anything else? Uh, do you have any, like day jobs? Nope, full time musicians. I'm so jealous. Yeah. Oh well, <laughs> you can always come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could, but I like where I live and I like my mortgage. There's some people that can actually do what you do, and some yeah. people that can't. It's tough. I know it's very tough. I we just talked to our friends yesterday, and he said you have to be a superstar to to be a musician and be a full-time musician we have to uh, manage ourselves we have to uh, come up with ideas because no one else does it's uh, in real world people are not going to call us hi i i need you i give you a full-time job you're gonna play in this orchestra this orchestra this project that mm -hmm. that doesn't work we have to mm -hmm. invent ourselves and but that's the exciting part i mean we can do whatever we want if we feel that there is quality if there is value behind and uh, we can we can find the right audience. I think that's really exciting. You can change on a dime. You're not worried about someone telling you. Yeah, you're your own boss, right? You're your I own mean, boss. Yeah. we tell what we're gonna do, and mm -hmm. no one else can fire us. That, there you go. That freedom is liberating and fantastic to have, and a lot mm -hmm. of people envy, envy us on that. But then when we play an event, when there is a lot of rich people, then we envy them for having all <laughs> that, you know, yeah. uh, fun. So it goes back back and forth. And I'm sure a lot of friends of ours got uh, jobs uh, in uh, in maybe an orchestra or administration, yeah. but they said that after a couple of years, they lose the excitement about the job, and maybe it's not as amazing as they thought it would be or as fulfilling or yeah. rewarding if you will but so for us we live for this uh, moment of performance and when the whole world stops and we just indulge completely into it so yeah i you know i have friends too who sort of moved on from being in bands and got jobs in offices and that's so far away yeah from actually playing my trade was to go out and record bands so that's what i did so i could at least stay close to the art and uh, there's a time, though, you know, to the commitment to, to be, be a musician is so overwhelming that you have to sort of blind out what's happening around you. And some people might say that's a little self-centered, but I disagree. I think you're, you're, you're focusing on where you want to go. 
and to do it in a group is is particularly tricky too do you have any problems about like you know i want to go in this direction someone's going this direction basically the more people you have the more trouble it is mm -hmm. and um we have a third member of our, our band who wasn't able to make it today so you but fired him yeah <laughs> we're going as a door. unacceptable uh, <laughs> you don't take the time off no definitely yeah. not but the more people you have the more just planning and talking and it can be pretty tough but uh, at, uh, when you least expect it you come with great ideas and mm -hmm. uh, if you like the person you're playing with that's the you just have to be comfortable with people three. you work and with. you're three right this yep. is, yeah. and that is a magic number a trio you, you can't gang up on each other that way you can have three yeah. different opinions totally. being a four you sometimes you can two people will then pair off you know, and with three, we have to collaborate a lot, and uh, but we still have the the freedom of choice. We have we choose. We can, and because we are small, for us to uh, change and go in a different direction is always easy. Mm -hmm. As long as we can um, collaborate, I think that's very important in a group that we collaborate and we 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 take people's ideas and we 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 manage and we we put it in a project. And uh, the project is right now this one, but uh, you know, in in a year or two or three, we might uh, move in different directions. But yeah. I think that's great. This is what we also have to learn to change. It's not that what you did uh, ten years ago or fifteen years ago. You have to go forward and and always change with uh, with. Uh, life and uh, what is uh, out there and possibilities. There are so many new new ways of doing things with uh, uh, the te technology that wasn't available, right? I think that's, uh, it's all Definitely. Definitely. exciting. Yeah, and uh, I was, I, I was going to say something and I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> but the whole idea of being, yeah, being three and being able to, uh, oh, what I was going to say, I'll edit that part out. But the, um, the idea of doing modern music and then having to put your twist on it, you're constantly having to arrange and change and take a number and make it yours. And that is the challenge because now you're every month or every two weeks when a new single comes out, you have to learn new music. And that must be pretty exciting and scary at the same time. That's what people don't understand at all about musicians' time, right? I've yeah. seen a few things online, how, what what are you really paying for when you're hiring a musician? You've probably seen that one too, Simon, yeah. that yeah. when it says all the preparation time, all the years of practice, all the um, little uh, bits and pieces and, and, and sheet music, even printing out a, a piece of paper costs money, right? Mm -hmm. So we can't just sit down and play a song. We have to prepare it and practice. And we want to be up to date. So this is what how we want to be different than the others. and how how we feel it's not just a necessity to be different than the others it's also what um, uh, people are excited about we live in a fast world uh, songs are popular then they're not as popular and we want to capture this moment and um, maybe try to put our input and um, uh, present it in our way and uh, that's how we want to uh, pay tribute to a certain artists mm -hmm. and uh, maybe go a little bit away from this classical world of these notes that were written 350 years ago mm -hmm. and um, now do something very contemporary. Yeah, you're crossing a bridge. You're crossing, you're putting two different worlds together and smashing them together and saying, yeah. get along. <laughs> <laughs> you better get along. <laughs> Everybody, yeah. And it's good because you're also, um, you're taking, you know, you're taking what's popular and you're kind of you you can't lose i mean i know so we were talking a little bit about purists and there are purists out there and we know a few of them i know a few of them i work with a few of them who would think oh this 
this is crazy, like, you know, like my grandfather with the Beatles. The <laughs> Beatles, what's with this horrible, you know, yeah, crazy music, you know? So, but the high, there are younger folk who don't know what classical music is or don't understand that need to, and then, oh, I can relate to this. And We just talked about in the car pre uh, earlier today how um, we want to reach out to as many people as we can, but we also have to accept that somebody is going to hate us because mm -hmm. it's going to be, as you say, too wild or too contemporary. But then again, with uh, this could be also our advantage that we have these beautiful string instruments and that people consider, and you'd be surprised how often people would come to us and say, do you know this metal song? Mm -hmm. Because they thought it would sound so marvelously on, an, on a string instrument. And I'm sure that... Uh, a lot of people heard us play a pop or a, a metal or a Beatles song and they hated it because they really want this uh, kind of low produced uh, sound of a Beatles song that they're used to listening or uh, so you know what I mean it, it's, yeah. it's hard to uh, re reach out to everybody and to be liked by everybody yeah but we can try our best <laughs> as every year goes by the Beatles become less and less sacrilegious to cover you know <laughs> yeah i remember 20 years ago if you someone said i'm going to cover imagine mm. people were like, are you kidding me you can't that's like that's trying to rewrite the bible you can't do that and now it seems to be well let's let's just do it you know and that's okay there's no there's no reason that you know i always thought if i'm going to cover a song it needs to be at least 10 years old uh -huh. for some reason i made my own rule you know okay and i've i've actually covered a few songs on certain things i do and it usually becomes the japanese release or something and oh yeah so so yeah covering music is and i i try to make it as clean and clear and exactly the same so it's it's complete opposite to what you guys do which is oh, okay. also is exciting because i'm doing uh we my friend and i did huey lewis and the news sports album note for note keyboard for keyboard everything needed to sound the exact same wow which was a challenge big mm. challenge you know so let's hear another song let's hear another song what do you got for us how about the chandelier okay would you like to do that one sure As pages turn. Yeah, I know. They got I'm real really notes. And they got they got like music notes they read and well, stuff. Oh, this is ahead of me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm all set. It's pro.
Thank you. Amazing. Amazing. Um, have you actually had a question? Uh, do, you, do you guys ever travel much around Canada? Or are you, where's, where's, do you tour? What do you? We had uh, short uh, excursions, but uh, with our group right now, um, we are planning, but the furthest we got was London and we do around the GTA. Mm-hmm. Um, some events. Um, most of the most of our um, uh, concerts or or events are in the city mm-hmm. in Toronto. You could just play forever in the Toronto. You know, oh, there's yeah. always something going on. Yeah. Oh, there's always something going on, and and we play pop music, and and we got uh, um, opportunity to perform with uh, rock and jazz bands mm-hmm. in the past, which is really really fun, and um, and always cheers us up <laughs> it's a different experience in playing at the um, ACC or something yeah. for a couple thousand people that's that's really great but uh, as, a, as a trio we we will try to reach out and and uh, uh, go further it's almost you're doing the model of making it in the big city and then using the big city to branch out to the what we call the B market. We call it the B market. Sorry, Oshawa. You're, you're a B market. And, but you, it's a good idea because you you could essentially play in Toronto every day, every week. Uh, there's something going on always. It's not like pop bands. You know, you can you can find spots to play everywhere. You know? There is a lot. There are so many concerts on daily basis in Toronto. It's incredible. Whenever I look at the concert listings, I close it after ten seconds because it's overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, of course, if, when you see a show, you you really want to um, attend. Then you will put it down in your calendar. You'll make sure that you're there. And you'll buy your tickets. And um, but um, we we want to be open to play for twenty people, a very intimate show, and then we want to be open to play for thousands because we can do it, and we've done it. As Doshi said. Actually, a couple of tens of thousands of people can be in this ACC or a Sony Center for the Performing Arts or a Massey Hall, all these venues we've been at and, and performed. So we are perfectly comfortable doing mm-hmm. that. And it's just you need more gear, more amplification yeah. and more speakers, but you're you're all set. You know what's going to mess that up is a, a electric bass and a drum kit. Uh-huh. That's going to start handcuffing you to where you can play. Probably, <laughs> Because yes. then all of a sudden the noise level's loud and you can't play that wedding reception because, you know, that's your band of that. So I keep it as three and then, because then you can grow in any direction you want to go in. Absolutely. Know? Yeah. And and you, you kind of play a lot of instruments too, right? Yourself. Alex. I do. I happen to have um, um, education in uh, playing piano and guitar as well. And what you take first? Violin was my first instrument, really? but I was always playing piano because my father is a pianist. So yeah. I always had a piano on site at home, actually two pianos. <laughs> yeah. And I would just like switch back and forth. And uh, piano is kind of my escape and just a little improvisation. I felt really comfortable improvising on a piano rather than a violin where mm-hmm. I was always strict. And now I'm changing uh, my mind about it. And I'm trying to be more versatile, even on the violin that I was very rigid about for quite a, um, <laughs> a few decades now. Yeah. So. Uh, it's a guitar is also uh, with your teenage years there comes a desire to maybe start playing and covering songs in that way so that's yep being in bands yeah totally or being your own band or like playing with this cd track or cassette tape you know so yeah yeah 
Did you, were you pushed hard by your parents to, to practice? This violin's a very challenging instrument to play right. Uh, so is Correct. cello. Yeah, because we played the non-tempered instruments. This yeah. is something that people might not know nor understand. How when you play a piano, you can only play wrong notes, while on a violin you can play a, no a right note, but a not in tune. So yeah. this is the big, big difference that we are um, challenged. But this imperfection makes it really beautiful as well. So there is no perfect playing because there is no such thing on a string instrument. But we, you should get as close as you can. Yeah, yeah, and you, you're in the same in the same vein too, Arshi. That you, you, you were. You, what was your first instrument? Yeah, I always played cello, cello. and uh, I did pick the piano up later in life, but mm -hmm. I never got really into that so uh, crazy. sound. Um, I prefer the strings for yeah. some reason. I don't know. I I, I like the strings, but that, that's the same thing when 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 you perform um, classical music, you. Um, Everything is pre-written. That's yeah. how Mozart and Bach and uh, Brahms and everyone wrote the music. Everything is in it. That's what you do. And that's how we were taught and brought up that uh, you have to play every single note the way it is written with the articulation. Yeah. In the pop world, we feel free to experiment. Sometimes we play in this way sometimes that way we can add something we can we can change the note because it's all it's all possible it's mm -hmm. a fluid uh, environment uh, the classical word is right now it's not fluid yet although they are um, experiments to 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 change it but i think it it will be it will be more strict uh, However, it's gonna work out because that's that's how the uh, composer wrote. And if I perform that song, that has to be yeah. that way. Yeah, classical music. Like if you're in a cello section, it's much easier to hide your technique with playing with five other cellists. You know, you kind of you blend into what they're doing, right? And you have to be blendable. Like yeah. I, I can remember. Um, that uh, I was I was in, in in the school orchestra and the conductor said that my cello sound sticks out. I have to be quiet you know, or that's something. Good, right? <laughs> I know, I know, but okay. that's they said that I cannot I cannot be louder than the others or I cannot my yeah. cello. Why? Why? It's it's just, it's that's how it is. Yeah. So it the blending was super Im, super important and sometimes you just had to hide your own voice to yeah. be part of the orchestra so was it easier to blend than it is to stick out i guess easier to it's, stick out in your case you know it's 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 difficult you have to you, you have to learn how to blend in yeah. but uh completely uh blind yourself and and not give what you have and how you feel is is difficult i this is why i like smaller groups because Every single instrument is important, and we can add our own taste and, and mm -hmm. um, style, and it's still acceptable. Yeah. If we have five, six violins or something, that's that's the same thing. We have to blend in. You have to be just a, a average. Um, yeah. You have to have an average sound to to make it blend. Everybody has their own time to in your group too to basically stick out and say this is my time to shine and yeah. but then you see you're still using the same blending technique that you would even if you're in a large ensemble. Absolutely, we are trying to make one sound out of three different instruments. Yeah. Yeah. But um, you know, orchestra can give you such amazing satisfaction at the same time, so it's not always a painful experience. <laughs> so you have to trust 
your woodwind players, you have to trust your violins, if you're playing the cello, it all has to come uh, together. And at certain moments, it's the greatest feeling in the world, but maybe not all of it is really exciting. And maybe if you wake up after working in the same group for 25 years, maybe there is really no, not any more excitement because you mm -hmm. play this piece 10 times and as Orshi said, uh, the conductor wants it this way, you shouldn't stick out. So you actually start playing really quietly. Mm -hmm. You learn to play quietly because it's better not to stick out than to stick out, but then you lose a lot of personality, you lose a lot of what yeah. you want to say. So you're kind of a slave to this mm -hmm. one guy who's a conductor. But then mm -hmm. if you like your conductor, if he has good musical ideas, it all yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So it goes back yeah. and forth. Your threshold goes down, everybody goes down until he says, hey! You're playing too quiet. Play louder. And then <laughs> yeah. everybody is, oh, it's a collective group. I mean, that's the dynamic, you know. It and, is. You know, where I work, there's a lot of that goes on where they're telling whole sections to, and they're all individual people with individual, and some of them aren't even music majors. Right. They're just people that happen to know how to play an instrument. But then they're blending with all people who are actually virtuosos of, of their own right, you know. And that is, yeah. And I also thought, how freaky is it that the guy on the first violin section on the very far end, yep. he can't hear the cellist at the far, and the bass players, who can hear the bass players, who that travels, but the cellist all the way over on the far stage left. So you can't really, you have that guy waving his arms around, and that's how that all gets put together. So basically in a symphony orchestra, there is different groups that are happening at the same time, mm -hmm. which is actually really cool if you think about it. So the first stands of the instruments that say, say violins and violas and cellos are having their little chamber music love there because they can hear each other, they can see each other move. But as you say, it's also a visual restriction because you're sitting so far from this last end of cellos to the last end of violins, say, mm -hmm. and they're not really playing together, but they are at the same time. So conductor is there to mix this all up together. Um, but then woodwinds or brass, they are also sitting pretty far. So the brass are doing their own thing, which mm -hmm. is supposed to blend together with mm -hmm. the strings and the woodwinds. So this whole thing is happening simultaneously. And it's, it's a lot of fun to see how it all comes together. Also depends on the hall. Mm -hmm. So if you're playing in Roy Thompson Hall, it's enormous. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes you come in a smaller hall and everybody's complaining, I don't have enough space to sit here. Mm -hmm. Somebody's, this flute is blowing in my face. <laughs> but it creates certain intimacy, which is fantastic. Uh, so you can benefit from it. And even as a, as a string group for us, when we play together, it's good to be tight and sit next to each other because you can almost feel the other person breathe and it helps, yeah. right? Yeah. Rather than sitting, you know, three meters away, doing your own thing, it, it, you lose this whole uh, chamber experience that uh, you get when you're uh, next to each other. Do you prefer like new engineered purse made for the purpose of classical music spaces like Roy Thompson? Well, I guess that's a little outdated now. <laughs> or, or an engineered space or like an old wooden concert hall. Like what's your preference? It's, uh, you know, it's hard to tell. We, 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 get the the venue we don't have much choice yeah. uh but um you have a preference though i we have <laughs> you know when you walk into a space you you get the vibe you get the feeling and it has to have a welcoming feeling yeah. uh, regardless uh what the material uh is what they use to to build that hall but i think it has to have a welcoming feeling it has to have a cozy feeling but space for everyone um it's it's very it's very hard to tell. Mm -hmm. uh, 
in in in, in my opinion, uh, every every uh, space, regardless the size, can feel good, warm or cold, mm. and uh, we feel all distant. Um, I think the audience makes the um, events something spectacular or not yeah. how they how they react how we what we play that's the ultimate scratch test to see if you've done yeah. a good job as if the audience is there and clapping you basically have to play your audience right yeah, and yeah. you can you can do your thing but they have to react well to it and you have to be able to reach out to them and really connect so there, there's so many different performers so many different experiences mm-hmm. but uh, the, the answer to your question it, there's so many parameters uh it's, it's hard to say because if you're going fully acoustic that's where it's a little scary because we are um, depending on the volume of our instruments but then we can uh, be so much more sensitive to it when we have a sound guy say you come with us to mix our sound right which we would love at a certain performance um, we completely trust you so then and how much are we really getting from from the sound how much because the last row is going to hear one thing the front row is going to hear the other thing it's so topsy-turvy it's pretty tough yeah. and we really have to trust yourself and ourselves in our performance to make it all work. Yeah. The acoustic halls are now built incredibly well. We have sound engineers yeah. and uh, they are supposed to uh, give a um, clear picture and the same picture to everybody in the hall, including performers. Yeah. So um, I have to say that Kerner Hall, we had a chance to play quite a few times there and it was always such a rewarding experience mm-hmm. because they had in- incredible architects and sound engineers working on the hall and you don't need any amplification whatsoever. And whenever they put a jazz show in there, uh, I feel I, it's sad because mm-hmm. I feel it sounds great because the sound guy usually does a good job. It's all good, but you you shouldn't need that. But then again, as a jazz singer, maybe you're more comfortable singing with a microphone rather than an opera singer who doesn't need that. So there is all these technical challenges. I oh guess. yeah, absolutely. Um, a lot of classical folk don't understand really what the sound engineer actually does. I think you guys have a good handle on it because you kind of go into the real world. The real world is everywhere. Yeah. And if you're used to being in a great sounding hall, that you don't need microphones in. Like where I work, there is a recital hall. And the recital hall had five different opinions about how it's going to be used. Either it's going to be a jazz hall, it's going to be a classical hall, it's going to be a performance space. Everybody had their opinion. Well, we don't need microphones, you know. And we're working with with a conductor, actually tonight, who brought in a drum section, brought in this and has a full choir. And it's funny watching this conductor try to figure out how this works. How does this work? And she has to have 100% faith, you know, for the first time, because usually if a conductor says, it's all on me, I'm the one that makes this either work or not work. It's all on me. But now she's like, oh, wait, there's other people involved now. Okay. I have to rely on other people to make this work. And that's very challenging for her. It is. It is. But you guys would have to go and have to have faith in these people. And it's I think it's a repetition thing. You've done it before. You've been there. Oh, you yeah. understand. You understand what that challenge on that person's side is. Yeah. yeah. It goes both ways. And yeah. our sound engineer, um, say yourself, should know our performance, should know our weaknesses as well. Mm-hmm. And fortes and like try to make it all uh, work uh, together and maybe make the most of it. Yeah. Right. Everyone is a different thing with you, too, because it's not like a pop band showing up at a club 
This is my bass amp. I always have it at this level. This is the drum kit. He always plays at this level. Right. This is our thing. Now you're coming into this space and you actually almost have to morph your show oh, around yeah. the space. Absolutely. So if it's a really dead room, you got to play harder. You got to dig in more. Or if the people are talking, then you have to dig in or, you know, and that's, uh, I mean, that is, I think that's cool about being a musician is that you can kind of think a little bit. You're not in an autopilot mode. Yeah. No, we are never autopilot. Ah. Every, wherever we go, every the experience, what we get, and when we first start playing the first note is never the same. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we have to adjust to get the second notes better and, and sound how we are. And, mm -hmm. uh, and that's, that's, that's also the the uh, uh, great part of uh, our work that we can, we are never the same. We always uh, recreate ourselves. We can always, we have to renew ourselves and we have to be living with this renewal worlds uh, and accept it. And it was at the beginning when we started it, it was difficult because you have the expectation. This is how it should be. But uh, unfortunately, it's not, uh, not, not the case. And, um, but, uh, I think it's part of our, our, uh, uh work and performance. Yeah. Has there ever been a time that it can go two ways? Like you get on you hit your first, you do a soundtrack, everything's beautiful. And then you come on stage and it's like, oh, it's completely different. Everything sucks. And conversely on the other side of it, where you come in and you go, everything just happened to work. But you know what? It's some, what we get is not always the same than what the audience get. Yeah. So what we hear might be not the same. Mm -hmm. uh, this is this is also the difficult part because we, we may hear each other totally fine, but the audience doesn't They're not hear the mm -hmm. uh, Or we, we um, uh, can hear ourselves, but then the audience member comes and says, oh, you guys sounded great, but we are not even aware of it because mm -hmm. we couldn't hear it. That's yeah. probably more that than the other, right? <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah, but it, it, it's uh, that's 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 hard, and we we try we try to make sure that we hear what we do and we stay together. And yeah. uh, that's why you need to travel with your own monitor in ear monitor system, because <laughs> what you're giving them is exactly what you gave them. And when you put these things in your ear, the, the buds in your ears, it was from the last show. It's all you all you do is just feed the sound engineer what you think is right. Yeah. I think this is one of those cases where that actually could work really yeah. well with you. Oh, yeah. Just get a little board that has memory and, and your own little bit of reverb or whatever you want it to do. And then you're, you're coming and it's what we call in the, in the festival is a throw and go. You throw it on and go. Because then you're not reliant on someone screwing up your sound out front. You know, you're, you know, and, and, and you can do it. You know, it can happen because you're three people who all play extraordinarily well well i i don't know about invisible guy i'm sure he's fine <laughs> he's, he's got he's, yeah. sure he's amazing he's around we could talk crap about him if you want oh yeah he <laughs> will hear it in two weeks from now we'll need another 24 hours to talk about what's all his the name crap. his name is vedran wow where's he's, he from he's from Sounds like a planet <laughs> his name actually actually gets i just saw the movie last night the um 
Edge of Tomorrow okay, yeah, with yeah. Tom Cruise. And there is this um, uh, word they use, uh, Verdun. And people have been confusing his name with this because the movie made ah. really well. So yeah. unfortunately, it's a Vedran. It's a very um, Serbian Croatian name. And wow. he comes also from the Balkans. So we are the, the Balkan trio. But we happen to play pop music. We don't play as much um, our root yeah. uh, uh, stuff. Uh, yeah. There is some fabulous music coming from uh, Hungary and Serbia that uh, we know how to play. But we just don't ha- happen to um, have this on our repertoire, which might mm-hmm. also change. So we yeah, might it's become- like folk music. Music, right? yeah, yeah, more ethnic. Yeah. This whole folk thing is so complex, and what's yeah. folk for one country is and not Balkan folk. folk. Or... That's a big, that's a big stretch of land. You know, it is. You know, it is folk music. There's a lady who teaches Balkan music in our university. Oh wow! And um, but this is yeah, she's she comes in and she has the Balkan ensemble, and it's a lot of stuff. And her show used to be two and a half hours long because there's so many different. <clears throat> parts of Balkan music they just it's versatile and it comes from different traditions and yeah. not to mention different religions oh, yeah. Yeah. and and when you mix it all up together it's a crazy pot of vegetables with meat and yeah. a lot of curry you know yeah. so that's what happens yeah and it's cool when you can sort of say well here we're going to go from here you're basically going from turkey where's the southern part uh, Turkey is half and half, half but okay. their influence to European countries is tremendous. Oh, absolutely. I mean, all these centuries of ruling, uh, Hungary was lucky not to get too much of that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we, um, uh, coming from Serbia, we had them for so long. And, and sometimes people are going to say, oh, this is traditional Serbian music. I'm like, you guys have no idea what you're talking about. Because mm-hmm. they've been here for th- so long that yeah. you can't say uh, Celtic music here in Canada, right? Yeah. It's uh, You can be proud of it as a Canadian but mm-hmm. it originally comes from somewhere else you know yep. bagpipe so, was made from a reed instrument from the middle east there we go there it is yeah they've actually traced it all the way back to they said i i just interviewed a celtic punk rock band at the horseshoe wow and they say that the bagpipe is like five saxophones uh, <laughs> that's an interesting comparison yeah that was hilarious so yeah well, i have to reading. get older to like it yeah <laughs> It's uh, it's a hard listen. They're funny guys. It's, it's so funny doing this interview from the last interview because it's like he's, you know, we're in the band room at the Horseshoe and you can hear the band playing upstairs. Wow. So cool. uh, now we're classing it up a little bit, you know. But uh, let's let's hear uh, let's hear something. How about wake me up? Would you like? Okay, let's go. We should speed let's it up wake. a bit. What's this one? It's called Wake Me Up. Is it done by Wham? No, no, sorry. You're Before an old you go, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
Nice work, guys. Thanks very much, Simon. Thank you. Yes. Guitar guitar guys. Yes. Guitarguys.ca, right? That's right. And you can go check them out. And you can actually, I think you could probably go book if you need a show or if someone needs somebody to play. You're the people. We are ready. You're ready yeah. for the people. Oh, yes. Yeah. I really appreciate you guys coming up and being on this podcast. It was... Um, it was awesome. Yeah, it was very sure. nice uh, of you to have us here. It's incredibly uh, cozy and just like sitting in a living room and doing this, we are used to a studio and then the, the atmosphere is so much more tense yeah. and you're running out of time and then somebody's like, oh, two minutes, three minutes and yeah. our last song, quickly do it right now. So yeah, podcasts are a whole different ball of wax. You know, you can do whatever you want. You can say whatever you want and people listen or they don't listen. <laughs> and you can go long and you actually get to know who people are. And that's important because it's all good that you're, you think about radio interviews and someone says, I have, I am your press agent and I got you on that radio station with those two morning guys. Well, you're not, it's got nothing to do with you. It's all about that person serving that person. And then you just happen to be the gravy that comes along and, you know, it's opposite to that, you know, and, and then. I, I really like what you guys do, and I think we should uh, do more of it. Oh, know? yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And, uh, yeah, thanks so much for coming on. And uh, Guitar Guys, I think I want to hear one more. Okay. So why don't you um, tell us which era would you like to hear? <laughs> what do you got? You got any wham? Wake me up before you go. go That'd be a good segue uh, from wake me up. I wish we did. Nah, nah. Well, let's go. Um, do you like police? Do you like? I do uh, like the police. I like the eight. Well, like the late seventies. Do you do? Uh, every, do you do? Every breath you take. Every breath. Early eighties police. Let's All do right. that. One. Yeah, do totally. Okay, it's in the earlier, the first. Yeah, we played this one a lot, so we should do a pretty good job. <laughs> if it isn't, we'll just cut it out. Yeah, that's right. That's the magic, that. also the magic of podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> All right.
we're clear. That was awesome. Thanks, Thanks so guys. much, Simon. Thank, Thank you. you. And there you have it. Or she and Alex. Thanks, guys, for being on the podcast. That was very cool. I liked it. Also, you know, I just, you know, we skipped the intro at the start because it sounded weird. It sounded like I was introducing them to the new listeners. Uh, I usually do an intro, but uh, I'm going to put it at the end so you can listen to it then. So, everybody, thanks so much for tuning into the Apolog podcast. Everybody, go to iTunes right now while you're here. Go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, review. Let me know what you think of this show, please. Because I always, it's your podcast too. You know, when you listen to it, it's, uh, some people just, you know, like it. That's great. And I'm getting, I'm getting a little bit of feedback, but I'd like to get more. Okay. So rate, review, subscribe, give it some stars. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you don't like. And, uh, I'll try and change what, uh, to make it yours. Okay. Okay. Also, go to Facebook, search out Apolog Podcast on Facebook, like that. Tell a friend, share, let people know what's going on. Go to Twitter. My Twitter is at SimonHead666. Go to bot.96.lt. I really should finish that website. Go to fetchclass.com. Sign up for that. Okay? People, please, please, go to there. Go get taught. There's a guy, David Catello, and he's a flamenco guitar, plays classical guitar. He teaches. This guy is, is, is a virtuoso guitarist, and he's on our website, and I really appreciate him being on it. So why don't you go and sign up for some lessons with him? Or sign your kid up. Or do something. Like, come on. Make that website worth it. Go to Amazon. Click through our banner on the apolog.esy.es. Whether you're from the United States or from Canada or from the UK, you can do that. Bookmark it. Helps the show out. What else do I got to say? That's all I have to say. Next week, I I think I know who's on next week, but I'm not going to tell you because it's a surprise. Okay? So, yes. So, tune in next week uh, for a surprise guest. I know who it's going to be, but I don't want to jinx it. Uh, He's a really cool guy, too. When you get to meet this guy, um, he's a musician. It's a surprise. Surprise. I'm babbling. I really appreciate everybody. Like I said, I really appreciate everybody tuning into this podcast. I really appreciate you helping me out with uh, the rates, reviews. So thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week. I'll be here. Bye.